0: Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's
1: me, Boozer.
0: And I'm the Brain.
1: And welcome to another episode. And and pushing the norm for what we do, it, we've actually got a selection of beers from different breweries today.
0: Yes, we're doing one of our rare multi-brewery episodes, and I always like these.
1: I like every episode we do, I'm not going to lie. Well, but
0: Indeed, but there's always a theme to these episodes, isn't there, with the actual beers themselves?
1: There is indeed, and today's episode is fully on the theme of
0: fruit. Fruit, and especially fruited sours of varying degrees.
1: Well, yes, indeed, but what is a sour without fruit?
0: Well, quite. Kind of nothing, really.
1: Just a lot of sharpness and puckerability, I suppose. But anyway, what do we have lined up for us today?
0: Well... You might ask. Um, first no, of all, no, I did ask. I
1: didn't might ask. Oh, right. Uh,
0: ask. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you then. Um, so first of all, we have uh signature brews pink vinyl, fruited goza coming in at 4.6 percent in a 330 mil can.
1: Absolutely, and following that we have double barrels. Billy, don't you run so fast. A blackberry and apple sour, five point three percent in a four forty mil can.
0: Indeed, and then we will have one more four forty mil can, and it's almonds, and they're back with tropical rush rider, a now stick with me on this triple fruited sour with mango, passion fruit, raspberry, and marshmallow, and that one is coming in
1: at five percent. I there's something about almonds and it's something about the magic that they do with their mm. beers, but and I know we've done this before when they have featured on episodes. <laughs> I can't not, even when I'm speaking it in my brain and reading it, I can't not hear their beer descriptions in that classic MS other top quality supermarkets are available <laughs> that voice do you know what I, I, know I mean exactly like Albatross mean. by Fleetwood Mac other epic yeah. 70s bands are available <laughs> but that is playing in the back of my mind exactly. whenever I read an almonds and description
0: triple fruited sour with mango passion fruit raspberry and marshmallow and you know I love their pastry sours um with the tons of fruit and whatever else they throw in. And I always get excited when their the beer description on their can runs to three lines. I know I'm in for a real treat there.
1: I mean, everything they do is brilliant, but when you know it's a three-liner, mm-hmm. oh my God.
0: <laughs> but anyway, that's later. For now, for um, now. we are going to be with Signature. And this is actually a really interesting brewery that isn't, isn't really just a brewery. Um, mm. Signature are all about brewing beer and music collabs
1: Mm, basically
0: so they were founded in 2011 so they've been around a little while um and as well as being a really good brewery in its own right um is the only brewery to win Seba's brewery business of the year twice Mm -hmm. Uh, most recently just last year in 2021 um it's the world's number one brewery for band collaboration beers uh they brewed with the likes of um Mastodon, Enter Shikari, Frank Turner, uh, uh, over 25 um, you know really well-renowned artists. True, and actually, um, to be
1: fair, to interject that, I think one of their most recent is with The Darkness, one of my favourite yes. bands from my teenage years. Yeah. And that was Christmas beer, given the Christmas single they did back in, God, oh, whatever year it was.
0: Which is really, really cool. It's brilliant. Um, and You know, I believe in a thing called beer, and so do they. And their mission is to revolutionise the quality of beer at live music events um, with, you know, an exciting range of uh, music-inspired craft beers. So I think that what they do is really cool. Um, They've got a really neat ethos. It's a really kind of unique um, niche that they're filling, I suppose, and, of course, they had their 10th birthday last year, which is pretty exciting. And, of course, what other way to celebrate than having a 10-day festival?
1: Absolutely. Um, and I know we normally do this at the end, but I think it's actually fairly pointed to say a huge thank you to our friends at Big Scary Monster Social Club in Cowley, because that's where we got this beer from. And let's face it, they are the same, quintessential, Yeah, you know, records and it's beer, fitting, really. you know, it's, it's <laughs> right there. So yeah. um yeah, um, worth also mentioning this was a limited edition run that sadly is no longer available.
0: Indeed. Um, but nevertheless, we're going to share it with you to give you an idea of the kind of thing they do. So this Absolutely. one has um actually I quite like the description they give on the back of the can. It says this fruited sour beer oozes high fidelity black cherry and raspberry flavours, finished off with a crackle of sea salt and a hit of hibiscus. Um, so as you may have guessed, uh, this has adjunct of tray- cherry, raspberry and hibiscus, uh, which is an exciting flavour combination. I'm sure you'll agree.
1: I'm not being funny. I'd be excited if I read that on the back of a vinyl. I'm more excited than actually <laughs> tasting it. Can we, can we get it Absolutely. open now? Please? Let's do it. <sniffs> oh, Very promising nose. Hugely promising nose. And again... Mm. As you would expect from a decently brewed goza, which we've talked, I feel like we've talked about quite a lot recently, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's just me, but we've done a few. You've got recently. that pucker fruit smell, but mm, even just fruit, on the yeah. nose as well, you've got that nice balance automatically of that salination just to
0: mm.
1: make you aware or remind yourself of the fact that you are drinking a, a soured or certainly tart or salinated beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you can tell that there's, there's something, something a little bit salted about that, which is what of course sets it goes apart in terms of the style of sour beer.
1: Absolutely. But as I say, it's just, it's just nice to have it from the nose straight off and we haven't even poured it yet. Yeah. Just, just from it.
0: It's certainly it's making there. me salivate. That's for
1: sure. And in the pursuit of saving everyone from further bad puns, shall we pour it?
0: You know it could, and quite possibly will get so much worse.
1: We're all well aware of that by now, but let's just pour it. And just initially, the eruption of colour is... Beautiful colour.
0: First place my mind went. (laughs) Yeah, look at that.
1: Hugely, and given the fruits that are in it, I mean, certainly for it's me with this colour, the, the the big hit for me has got to be the colour of cherry rather than anything else. Yeah. I'd, that is puckily dark cherry red in a beer.
0: It's just lovely to look at, really. Absolutely delightful.
1: It is. And also being lighter, you know, stereotypically that the head is, for me, sitting really, really nicely. There is that beautiful pinkish off-white in the head. It's just there. It's like fluff of raspberry or yeah cherry or any other red berry is just beautifully sitting on top
0: exactly now my i must admit the foam on mine has dissipated reasonably quickly i mean it's not disappeared instantaneously but it's gone down fairly quickly um which i do find often happens with this um with this style but it's the color is just absolutely glorious And the nose is really just erupting now. I'm getting a really big, juicy hit of um,
1: Mm. sweet art cherry and raspberry on there. Hugely. Dare I say, I think actually out of the two, I think the cherry for me is slightly more prominent in the nose. Yeah,
0: it is for me. I was actually about to say the same thing.
1: But Um, it's not without saying that actually the raspberry is still very definitely there. mm -hmm. It's just that the cherry is maybe a little bit more obvious.
0: Maybe the cherry's the star and the raspberry is backing singer.
1: Or maybe the cherry's the headline act and the raspberry's the warm-up.
0: Quite possibly, yeah. And then the sea salt and hibiscus are the band. Or the roadies. Or the roadies. Doing,
1: doing all the work.
0: <laughs> yeah, doing all the unseen work, exactly. Yeah, I know, that's right.
1: And with that yeah. said, shall, shall we? Cheers. Rock on! Mmm. rock and
0: roll
1: sweet and sour (laughs) do you know what let's find another
0: metaphor to torture
1: my grand slam was the but no wait Tunisia reference (laughs) Um,
0: I I like it though I love an esoteric reference I know you do I know where that was going
1: (laughs) this is the first time Signature Brew have featured on the podcast it is it's actually the first signature brew beer I've ever touched lips with. Do
0: you know, I think it might be for me as well. I, I mean, I may have had others, but not that I can remember off the top I'm, of my I'm head. I'm
1: sure for myself it's it's the first. I can tell you now just from one mouthful, it's not going to be the last.
0: Yeah, damn right. I, I really like this. That
1: is outstanding. It's not quite as salty as some of the gozers we've had recently. It's not maybe quite the... The quintessential gozer, like we had in the past, but by God, is that a bloody good beer? You know,
0: what's nice is that I am actually getting a reasonably well-defined hit of that of that sea salt. It's not, um, it's not in any way overpowering. No, you don't want too much of it, really. Um, I mean, sometimes a, a, a sort of true, authentic German gozer can be a little a little bit much much. in that sense um but it it has got a definite hint of that sea salt in there but really the stars here are the fruit those cherry and raspberry flavors absolutely lovely there's actually a very nice balance between them i think you've got that they they both share that sort of ever so slightly floral sweetness but the tartness is is really what this is all about it's not mouth puckeringly sour just pleasantly fruitedly tart um my only criticism is i'm not getting a whole lot of hibiscus at the moment
1: that's fair and actually to go back to what you said who doesn't love a good tart in rock and roll it, you know let's be honest about it exactly this. um yeah it's really nice actually i'm getting far more of the raspberry on the taste than i did on the nose like as yeah, we said exactly. we thought the cherry was a little bit more prominent um they they both the cherry and the raspberry are really a good double header there. I, I think our analogy was right, actually. The, the salt is doing a lot of the good legwork in the background just to balance and mm-hmm. to salinate a little bit without being too much, as you quite yeah. rightly said. It, it really is just doing a lot of the work in the background just to make this really nice. I agree, actually. I think the hibiscus is a little bit lacking. Um. You know, maybe that yeah. was the base tech at the start because yeah. you know that, that it's a little <laughs> bit overlooked.
0: Exactly. I feel like I feel like I'm kind of I'm trying to find it. You know, rather than it being, you know, rather than it being clearly there, I feel like I'm looking for it.
1: Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I think it is there. Doing a lot of work, but it's mm. not quite there in the balance that.
0: Yeah, it's not really noticeable. Maybe
1: we would hope, but also to be fair, dare I say, with Some big hitters like cherry, like raspberry to be battling with, and the sea salt as well, to be fair. Hibiscus can be quite a delicate flavour to get within that mix of what's going on.
0: True. It may well be reasonably argued that this didn't really need it. You know, that it's not not adding anything by being there.
1: Perhaps, but maybe it, it is in the fact that it's a hint very subtle hint there in the background that it's just adding to that possibly balance, it's just sort you know? of boosting
0: boosting it's everything little, else yeah that's entirely. That little
1: shift on one little slider on yeah. the mixing desk that is just getting that balance just right it's, it's not there possibly. as a prominent performer it's not the lead guitarist it's not the lead singer but it's it's one of those backing vocals that's just adding that extra harmony that is not prominent when everyone says my god that's amazing but actually without it maybe it would be missed. Yeah. And you may
0: very well be right. Um, but I must admit, given that I am struggling to pick it out, I would be very interested to um, see what this beer would be like brewed without the hibiscus and whether that would make a diff- a, a noticeable difference. Um, never get to undertake that experiment, but...
1: I hope you also noticed the fact that I was trying to look for as many analogies with rock bands as I possibly could. Oh, I definitely appreciated that. Yeah, that's (laughs) good. You know, it it just could not be done with a brewery-like signature. It was Um, a sterling
0: effort. It really was. Was
1: was it gold or platinum effort?
0: Oh, well, we'll have to see how many hits or copies you managed to sell with it.
1: Oh, in that case, it's not even going to be bronze. (laughs) going to be down in the lower hundreds of the charts, but anyway <laughs> aside from that minor detail otherwise i would say this is a really fantastic brew I'm, I'm trying to work out what i want to rate it on untapped if i'm honest
0: i think um i think this beer is good but not great i like it it makes me want to try other beers by signature certainly yeah but i don't love it i think it's it's nice but I'm probably put it this way, it's probably not going to be one that I you know like really strongly remember uh, you know come come the end of the series when we're um, when we're looking back over and summarizing the year.
1: Yeah, no I think that's that's fair but, um, you know
0: that's not to detract from it. It's still a very good beer and I still I'm still enjoying it very much so I don't want to be unfair here.
1: But as we've said before, I think think it's worth us as critiques to to be honest about what we think. And I agree with that sentiment. I think even just from this one beer, I want to drink more of what Signature does. For sure. I want to explore more the bands that they're working with. Definitely. And certainly I'd more than happily, if someone said, oh, we've got Signature beer here, I'd be like, yeah, give me a couple. I, I would love to have them.
0: Absolutely. I'd be very happy
1: with that. Are they an absolute sellout crowd? I'm not convinced by that, you know. Yeah. it's. But also I think it's worth saying that it is a well-brewed beer. Yes, there's a few little critiques yeah. that we've got within there, but it's, it's definitely worth at least a 3.25 in my reckoning.
0: Definitely. Oh, definitely. I, I'm erring... But on the fence of 3.25 to 3.5 I'm not I'm not quite sure just yet yeah, but It's so, going to be around
1: there So am I But dare I say Like we've said before I've, I think this is one of those Halfway house beers That I would probably rate Maybe a 3.4
0: Yeah I'm kind with, of getting that Obviously with right.
1: our rules of You know Rounding down If it's in between It's probably going to get A 3.25 from me
0: Yeah I think that's a probably about right I think fair. that's
1: fair. I mean, signature, don't don't get us wrong. This is a lovely beer and we're thoroughly enjoying it. It's just compared to beers of the style maybe we've had from other places, it's it yeah, it's just thoroughly enjoyable, but not getting as big a rating as others.
0: Exactly. And don't forget, we two have been extremely spoiled over the last, well, not just the last year, but the last several years. So true. It is in no way denigrating the quality of this beer to say that it's not perhaps the best in class that we've ever had. It's still very good. And I think um, the the right for the right consumer, it really could still wow you.
1: Definitely. And, and as we said, in terms of that salination, it's not overt. Maybe actually as an introduction to things of this style, it actually be really good because it's not yeah. overt in the salination. It's not Absolutely. too salty. You can tell the salt's there so you know what you're drinking. But... It's, it's you know, very
0: approachable.
1: It's incredibly yeah. approachable.
0: Yeah, it's, um you know, maybe it is a little bit primary, but, you know, that's balanced out by the fact that it's really approachable and would be a good introduction to the style. So, you know, it it has its place. It fills its niche and it does it very, very well. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm happy with that. And I'm also thinking that given how many collabs Signature do with um, musicians and bands, is it fair to be... um a little bit disappointed that the can it label isn't peel and reveal. <laughs> I mean, I know this one isn't a collab one.
1: You're, but I'll bet that i bet they do them. You're hoping that there's a C <laughs> in lay for details, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you want. And actually, yeah, download do you know the what? new album here. Yeah, no, for, like further album artwork inside. Yeah, all that sort of good stuff. Um, yeah. no, do you know what? maybe they are missing a bit of a trick there. Actually, I hadn't thought about it, but now that you said it, I can't not think about it. So thanks for that. Um, (laughs) But do you know what? I think I think you're probably yeah, absolutely on the nose there. And dare I say, you know, we said what we said about about it. It's always going to get an honourable mention in a shortlist for an award ceremony or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it might not necessarily win it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And hey, if you're not doing it already, there's an idea for your signature.
1: I will email you my consultant's fee. <laughs> Don't worry. It's measured in pints, not pounds. <laughs> exactly. So um, I'd, I'd say that's that. Shall we move on? Yeah. Shall we go from the the intro of the song into the the verse and chorus, as it were? Yeah. Shall we move on to the middle eight? Wow, well, I think we're not quite there yet. But yeah, that's... Uh, Let's move on to the next beer, shall we? But actually, before we move on, I, I realise that we've not even talked about the artwork, which is normally Oops, so we haven't. what I do because I like pretty things. Um, yes,
0: how dreadful of you.
1: It, I know, I'm awful. <laughs> um, being a brewery that is synonymous with collabs with musicians, it should be unsurprising that, especially with a beer named Pink Vinyl, there is certainly a uh, cyclic Theme, a record theme to this. And it's very punk, if you ask me, as well. You know, there's the the records, it's broken. There's the very black and white and pink color themes. It it's screaming anger, actually, really, if you look at it, and that little bit of pushing. You know, what is the norm? Um, it
0: is quite sort of loud. I mean, it's pink and there's vinyl, so that's good. But um, the, the records on it are all kind of weird and smashed. And then the the logo on the front is sort of almost almost
1: shouting across the front
0: of it. Signature brew.
1: It's very punk rock. It, mm. it really is. But it's, it's loud but simplistic, actually, in what it is.
0: Yeah, it's not actually super... Um, busy i suppose is is the best it's
1: not but you know exactly what it is trying to do it's so wonderful in that sort of definition and actually given that loud but simplistic nature i suppose it would definitely be screaming at you from the shelf in fact be screaming at you in a very punk rock way that just you know notice me but buy me or else (laughs) buy me or else you'll love me and then you'll hate me, but then you'll love me for what yep, I make you think of the world. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, as I say, I, it's going to catch on uh, from my very limited knowledge of this brewery. They, they all have that kind of cyclic record theme, and that is kind of unsurprising given <laughs> I, I what they so. do. Um, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you, you would definitely notice them on the shelf, wouldn't you?
0: You would, yes. The question, however, is would you notice this next one on the shelf? <laughs>
1: Well, that is a very good question indeed, and a wonderful segue into a reminder. Thank you. The double barreled Billy Don't You Run So Fast. And I, I, that sounds like something from an American TV show. It just sounds like a line. It does. Billy Don't Run Down That Well. Billy Don't You Run So Fast. <laughs> but Blackberry and Apple Sour. And, you know, if as we're talking about can artwork, I'm just going to talk about it now, but this this wonderful golden yellow orange coupled with a beautiful blackberry purple of the rolling pin and the mixing spoon and the the cookie cutters and all the kitchen utensils in the background of the label which is just So, so homely and inviting isn't it
0: do we infer that this is in fact a pastry sour
1: I think given that it is saying on the back, inspired by a blackberry and apple crumble with a hint of cinnamon and vanilla added, I, uh-huh. those flavour profiles in there, I think it probably is.
0: I think it sounds like it, doesn't it?
1: You know, added um, oats as well and wheat in the adjuncts. It It is screaming pudding, isn't it? The fact that it's a crumble, blackberry absolutely. and apple, um, even, you know, aside from the really ridiculous American accent I was just putting on in that line, you know a crumble is such a quintessentially british dessert isn't it and the fact that it's blackberry and apple as well is so homely and warm and inviting i i would be very very surprised if this wasn't a pastry sour
0: exactly i mean who doesn't love a bit of crumble crumble other day of the week themed sitcoms are available Other traditional
1: British desserts are also
0: available. (laughs) So a little about all our bets there, I suppose. (laughs) Exactly. So a little about double barrels themselves, um, as they again have not featured on this channel before. Um, If not, they are the story behind them is actually quite adorable. Um, So the concept began when it they started with a married couple, Mike and Lucy Clayton Jones. They got married in 2015 and Mike was a passionate homebrewer for many years. And as their wedding favour, he created their first branded double barrelled beer um, as a nod to, uh, as they say on their website, Mike's much begrudged surname. So that's where that's where the name comes from. Um, So they they gifted it to all their friends and family on their wedding day. They got loads of positive feedback and thought, well, maybe we can take this hobby a little bit further. and, and that's how they started. Now they have a, a great big warehouse just outside um, Reading um, in their own custom built uh, brew house. So I think that's just incredibly cool.
1: Do you know what? You're right. I, I agree with you. That is such a wonderful, it's another home brew home starter, which we both love, yeah. let's face it. Um, and actually, I, I mentioned about the, the can the artwork about, it too. Oh, it is, and I mentioned about the can artwork with all the sort of the cooking utensils in the end. I think it's also worth mentioning the very. You know, I'm going to be very obvious about me being a maths teacher but the very geometric nature of their label and their logo as well yeah
0: i quite like it it appeals to me
1: i do because it's not actually necessarily obvious that it's a d and a b until you really look at it
0: yeah no it's it's nicely done it's subtle but it's a good sort of clean clear distinctive logo you know you could get it just from just from like the outline which i think is always good
1: it is but it's also hard edges really geometric as i say but actually once you know what it is you're gonna pick it out out of a crowd, aren't
0: you? Yeah, exactly. And I like that the actual wraparound label on the can itself is also slightly shaped in a similar way. Do you know and what? Also,
1: yeah, it is.
0: It's nice, isn't it? And also worth um, very briefly mentioning because it, it does say they do say so themselves that um, apart from the odd milk stout, uh, pretty much all their beers are vegan friendly, um, which in these days of uh, veganuary, as some people uh, rather appallingly dub it um that's that may be important to you not that i'm saying going vegan in january is appalling i'm just saying that calling it veganuary is fucking appalling
1: language timothy (laughs) but i think there's sorry pardon my dense
0: academic jargon there
1: (laughs) how dare you use such technical terms (laughs) um no i mean dare i say it's synonymous with the idea of dry january as well you know i'm gonna get on my high horse a little bit I've said before, the only dry January, as far as I'm concerned, should be dry gins, dry white wines and dry IPAs.
0: Exactly. Hey, if, actually, people,
1: if people want to
0: avoid going swimming in January, then more power to them. But obviously, <laughs> ah, very
1: good.
0: But obviously, as someone who works in the industry, I couldn't possibly condone not drinking in January. I mean, it's already the most miserable month. Why make it worse? I completely agree with you. <laughs> and actually,
1: one of the things I've noticed from following our social media and and who we follow on social media mm. as a beer podcast one of the wonderful themes i've noticed this year more so than ever and i think it's actually the first time i really have picked it up on it and i don't know if it's a new thing in 2022 but rather than dry january try january
0: yes i've heard about this it's, try it's january what's all
1: lot, this i do you know what i'm not entirely sure myself my perception of it from the breweries is is very much the idea of if you've not tried something before, then go out and try it, but also try something new. That's quite exactly. Try something new. But, but also I think a few breweries are taking that on with themselves of trying to brew something new as well. And they're trying to experiment a little bit in what they're doing. And let's face it, we're never going to turn our noses up at that. are we?
0: I'm all for that. Absolutely. However, I do think that, I do think that our trains of thought have become somewhat derailed here. Weren't we meant to be reviewing a beer?
1: I'm talking about breweries. You're talking about vegans. I'm not sure who's more derailed.
0: How do we manage that? Oh, well, never mind.
1: I I know the one thing that will get us back on track.
0: Oh, well said, sir.
1: <laughs> Let's get back to the beer at hand, the, uh, the the blackberry and apple sour. You're right. We did derail a little bit there. We got on it our high horses a little bit. Interesting conversation, I think. I I'm sure the two of us agree, and there's not many people out there that would be with us. <laughs> but actually, we said, and going back, because we are going to have to backtrack a lot now, we said we thought this would be a pastry sour. And actually, just from the nose from opening the can, there is that pastry sweetness right there like it's
0: got to be there's a just that hint of biscuitiness isn't there coming through there's
1: biscuitiness. i'm smelling vanilla custard in there as well to go with the crumble yeah
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: we said there was vanilla in there but i'm definitely smelling it
0: that's very pleasant it's just lying underneath the fruitiness in a very lovely way and i'm I'm now quite excited to try this
1: can we pour it now please
0: oh yes please
1: okie dokie and again you'll you know dear listeners you'll notice this if you have a look on our instagram booze and the brain there will be photos of the beers but whereas the first one was very overtly dark cherry red this one does have that wonderful blackberry purpleness but actually how can i say this in the color purple without sounding too much like a flowery idiot it looks like blackberry and apple. It looks like the blackberry and apple have married in the tart, in the crumble. And it's that kind of cloudiness from the apple, but it's that kind of colour yeah. combination as well, isn't it? Or am I just being completely idiot? I think hypnotic.
0: I know what you mean, yeah. I'm not sure what the hue would be. Something like, I don't know. Who's maybe hue? <laughs> uh, you don't know. What's um... he got to do with it? <laughs> He's going to... Um grant us a little bit of uh, surrender. who's Grant
1: <laughs> why are you bringing these people into this who are these people who is this one person Hugh Grant
0: I don't know never heard of him <laughs> if he's listening apologies
1: I, I'd be impressed oh, big if fan, he was big fan.
0: <laughs> hey that'd be great that's an endorsement um, anyway. we isn't
1: it let's be, let's be honest
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> If you are listening, Hugh, always been a fan of your work.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, only if I'm you've not... been listening, Hugh. He doesn't care about you otherwise. <laughs> he just said if you're a listener. I mean, I'd say that he should be a fan anyway. But you know, he's he's definitely posting his colours to the mast right there. Anyway, beard.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not fickle. Who said that? Um, anyway, I'm not sure what shade of purple is actually. Is maybe something like I don't know, mauve. Or, or something anyway it, it's a very pleasant sort of de- it's densely cloudy It's it's got some real haze to it which um is uh, is very very promising i think it sort yeah. of looks nice and thick
1: do you know um, what no uh, do it, I have to go back to your question what what shade of purple is it it's a shade of purple from the can put them next to each other do you know it is as well
0: yeah it's a sort of it's slightly murkier but it is pretty much exactly the same shade of purple as the can Nice. Very nice.
1: Beautiful touch, double-barreled. Yeah, I'm liking that.
0: Should we get stuck in?
1: I think we absolutely should, because we're already talking enough crap, and we haven't even drunk it yet. I know.
0: <laughs> Worrying, isn't it? Cheers. Cheers.
1: Oh, hello. Do you know what? As a fan of the sour, as we know I am, this is probably one of the sharpest slash tartest pastry sours I've had in a long time. Yeah. The sweetness is there. It doesn't maybe quite balance it in the same way as other beers we've had of this description. Mm. But this is beautiful. Like the, think- the, the, the crisp bramble orchard tartness of the fruits are really there. You can get that vanilla, you can get that cinnamon a little bit, maybe not quite as much as you'd want initially, maybe it'll grow, but everything is there. But first and foremost, compared to some pastry sours we've had where they can be a little bit overbalanced in terms of the sweetness to balance out the tartness, this has that wonderful bramble, farmyard, fruity tartness with a bit of the sweetness in there, but actually the, the, the leading actors in it going on the Hugh Grant theme that you've already started is the blackberry and apple first and foremost. And that is wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think this, this almost has more, more pronounced tartness than the last beer. It's definitely leaning heavily into that. Mm. So, the first and foremost, as you say Are the blackberry and apple That fruitiness, that tartness They're actually very well balanced together I mean, they're two fruits that go really nicely together as it is
1: well, They sure are
0: And you get that brambliness from the blackberry And just uh, the wonderful sort of um, Those earthy, orchardy uh, Zingy notes from the apple
1: Yep.
0: Um, and that works really, really nicely And then just coming in underneath you get that nice bit of a um, of biscuity malt that's not so much not so much adding sweetness rebalancing sweetness as it is adding structure in in a way almost because it it does add a nice sort of sense of thickness to this it feels you know at the first you first take a sip and you think oh oh that's just quite light and fruity and then that body really comes through in a very pleasant way um. I, again i must confess i'm not picking up really a whole lot of cinnamon or vanilla on the on the palate here but definitely the sort of the biscuity maltiness um under lying underneath that that really prominent fruitiness is is very very pleasant i think you know it, it makes this a very enjoyable beer I, I i like it yeah yeah
1: that's fair i mean i I would say, I I, I definitely, if I, from what you've said, I feel I'm getting a little bit more of the vanilla than you are. I'm definitely, even from the first mouthful, was getting that nice sort of custardy sweetness element to go with your crumble, if you're going to go with that analogy, which yeah. clearly double-barred R with this beer. Having had a few more mouthfuls, trying to tune into that idea of the cinnamon, you can start to pick it up a little bit, but it is still very, very subtle. But I am slowly starting to get a little bit more of it when i took a couple of well sips and swallows in quick succession while you were talking there just to Mm -hmm. try and get every you know every facet of the the taste buds and everything sort of working and, and tuning into this and it is there whether it's there strong enough to warrant a tasting note i'm not convinced by that just yet but knowing that it's there and trying to look for it dare i say um, it, it is there but it's yeah it's not a prominent thing
0: I'm not saying that it's badly made it's a lovely beer and it's very well made um, I, I just think there's a little bit more to be found um, in the balance of this having said that um, it's really lovely and bright and fresh and tart it's lovely and fruity and it, it feels it feels like it's becoming ever more juicy as I as I drink it you know, so it, it's certainly very pleasant. And let's face it, the Blackberry and Apple need to be the stars of this. They should be the stars of this. And they absolutely are. So I can't really argue with that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely fair. And I, I think from what we're saying, I think it's fair to say we're, we're coming on the same lines as uh, as what we said with the previous beer. I mean, yeah, this I is think a so. wonderful example of what I've read that Double Barrel do. They They do a great range of beers. This is certainly making me want to drink more of what they do.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? again this makes me want to drink more of their beers as well so this is definitely isn't the first double barrel beer that we've had um but i think it it does make you want to drink more of them
1: it's it's not but it's one of those breweries that just seeps in every so often rather than us going oh we're getting double barrel isn't it it's one of those things Mm -hmm.
0: very interesting beer
1: oh very interesting beer and and certainly you know from what i've seen of what they do they don't do normal they just Mm. do very good Mm. And dare I suggest, actually, I'm, I, I would probably Which pitch this for different reasons, given the style and the, and the fruit profiles and everything else. I'd probably rate this maybe a 3.4 if I was allowed to. So ranking down a 3.25 again on this one.
0: Yeah, I think I'm feeling the same. It's, it's right up next to a 3.5. Yeah. Obviously, therefore, has to be, it's a high 3.25, but it has to be rounded down to there. So I think,
1: yeah, exactly. I think that's
0: fair again. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But a fantastic bit. And as we've said, the the, the forefront, they, maybe they haven't quite got the balance right for everyone. But the fact that it is a blackberry and apple sour and the absolute, you know, principal roles here yeah. are the blackberry and apple is Absolutely. something to say. And actually, dare I say to their credits, it's something that a lot of pastry sours, as I've already into that, tend to lose a little bit because they're trying to concentrate too much on the balance of the sour and sweetness. I'm going to say to their favour, actually, this is blackberry and apple. After that, you've got the balance of the sweet and the sour. Yeah, but first good. and foremost, those flavours are absolutely there. So. You know, in some ways, maybe we're being a touch critical, but let's face it. We are beer critics. That's what we have to do. Exactly. But actually, exactly. In in that regard, that is a huge tick in their box.
0: Yeah, you are right. You know, they don't call this a pastry sour on the can. It says blackberry and apple sour. That's exactly what that's exactly what it is. It then says, you know, on the back in smaller writing inspired by crumble with hints of cinnamon vanilla. So it's clear where the focus is here um you know so they have hit the mark and actually you know plenty of people you know if you like a fruity sour you are gonna love this and rightly so
1: oh hugely and actually to go back to that in recent episodes we've been a touch critical of breweries for maybe not quite getting the brief right as we have read it on their cans i think it's worth mentioning that actually that's a fair point we have intimated that this is a pastry sour there's nothing on it to say that it is. And actually, if you ignore the fact that we hinted it was a pastry seller, this is absolutely knocking it out of the park, really. It
0: does It does nail it. Yeah, exactly. No, it, so, do you. you
1: know, there uh, we go. I can't really
0: argue with that. So I, um, maybe we just need to drink it less like beer critics. Maybe that's the problem.
1: Maybe, or maybe <laughs> we just need to make fewer assumptions before we actually drink it. Exactly. Double barrelled, a, a brilliant beer, lots of fruit. Punching out of this with the blackberry and apple, as we said, bramble and orchards, bags of flavour. No question. And speaking of bags of flavour, shall we move on to our third and final of the episode? Yes, indeed.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Which, as we've previously mentioned, you know, it's a returning friend of the of the uh, podcast. Armandson briggery three lines of description triple fruited sour with mango passion fruit raspberry and marshmallow the fact that it's called tropical rush rider the artwork the the whole lot just screams excitement here doesn't it really it 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 always does
0: doesn't it with Armandson, oh it's just fabulous i mean honestly i'm not sure how we'd even go about beginning to describe the can art you just have to. You just have to look at it. Just go go on Instagram and look at it. Honestly, you have to look it just at it, looks mother. amazing. I mean, it's one so that's... psychedelic and oh, it's just fabulous.
1: It is. I mean, one of the things, particularly with their sort of outside of range artwork, I'm going to say, you know, not their Inca fruits, not their desserts, and the can, you know, the ones that they do alongside everything that they do, there is still that perfect symmetry in the centre of the can. The only thing that breaks that is the writing and the actual brewery logo, but actually, otherwise, the artwork is perfectly symmetrical, ridiculously psychedelic, and a little bit weird and funky. Um, But bright in colour as well. It's always like... We've said before how there can be too much colour in a can sometimes, and sometimes that can be swapped with every other brewery that has a lot of colour on the can. Exactly. But there is a lot of color on an Armand's and can it is never going to be swamped by everything else on the shelf. You are always going to notice them, aren't you?
0: Exactly. You know they're they're busy, yeah, but they are so distinctive. They have a very distinctive art style. You know it's going to be them, and you know it's just it's, it's just everything we love about Armand's really it's as always with them. It's extreme brewing, isn't it? It's just everything yeah, taken right. to everything taken to the max, and that's it- that's why we love
1: them. Oh, it is. And, and dare I say, it's why we both love and hate them, because, you know, as we've said <laughs> off camera before, if there's a style of beer that you kind of are a little bit on the fence about, you can kind of guarantee that you probably won't like what and do with it.
0: Yeah, because, because it they push to... it
1: to the absolute yeah. nth degree exactly Um, and that's not to love them any less for what they do because they do really push the boundaries it's just maybe you have to be a little bit more aware of that
0: yeah exactly you kind of have to you have to attune yourself i think to almonds you've got to get in the right headspace um but once you're there you will just fall so hard
1: for them you absolutely will and in terms of attuning yourself to a beer
0: Let's attune this one.
1: There's only one way you can attune yourself to a beer, and that's having it open.
0: Exactly. I've got several attunement slots available for this. All right, nerd. Oh, come on. My nickname's the brain for crying out loud. How, how could I not be one?
1: Nickname? That's just what we call you now. It's just most of the time it's ironic. <laughs>
0: true, true. So, um,
1: Oh, I mean, oh. My
0: God, the nose on that.
1: And bearing wow. in mind again, this is just from opening the can. We haven't poured it yet. I'm I'm definitely getting the passion fruit and the mango. I'm getting sourness in the nose that is probably the raspberry. Yeah, yeah. I can smell the creaminess that is coming from the marshmallow. Like you can smell if you had a little tick list exactly. of all the things there are. Thick, there there are items in the nose that are already ticking. We haven't even poured it yet, which I think I we should sort right now. And sort I think that we out. should
0: sort that out because this is just too exciting.
1: The first non-pink beer of the episode.
0: <laughs> That's how you know it's been a good one.
1: I like to think so. Um. However, no, this still
0: looks beautiful.
1: It looks Just gorgeous. A bit more tropical. And actually, bearing in mind the fact that there is the mango and the passion fruit. And actually, to be fair, in the list of ingredients as well, they, they are listing Mandarin, although it's not there in the descriptor. You know, you you take into account those tropical and citrus fruits and those oranges and those yellows that you associate with them. And again, this the color of this beer just epitomizes those fruits.
0: It does. Yeah, it absolutely does, except for the raspberry maybe
1: well, that, well that's why i didn't mention the raspberry when i was talking about that. <laughs> Thank, thanks for... but
0: yes wow. <laughs> you're welcome but yes the tropical fruits in this absolutely no question it's interesting actually now that i think about it that um that they have put the raspberry in this uh, tropical rush rider alongside the mango and the passion fruit and, and all of that so it be interesting to see how that uh, how that works in terms of the balance but this also has um lactose in it and wheat and oats so there's absolutely no question i mean you know even the description says marshmallow there is no question this is a, a proper pastry sour
1: it is but as we've said before with some of the things that the almonds have done particularly the fruits that we did you know back in series one yes they are a little bit loose in terms of what they describe their beer as sometimes i'll say it's a pastry sour sometimes yep. they won't sometimes i'll let the fruits lead you to that conclusion. It but I mean whatever it is, it's gonna be great. And I'm just I'm about to lose a staring contest. So can we please
0: I give you permission to lose.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's a bit of all right.
1: Oh it's more than a bit. Oh bloody hell that i'm actually again i'm going back to it i'm surprised they haven't put the mandarin in the descriptor because actually the the second half of that mouthful you can tell it's there the sour that's there is overtly mandarin like Mm. that sweetness is coming through from the mango and the sweet that you'd associate with sweet passion fruit and sweet raspberry and the marshmallow as well really lovely Oh yeah, but then that Mandarin really kicks in, and it's almost a sin that it's not included in the uh, in the main descriptor.
0: It very well could be, honestly. It really could. Maybe they just ran out of space. I don't know. <laughs> but um, of all the breweries, yeah.
1: to say that about <laughs> they make space.
0: That's true. That is true. They would. You yeah, no, I I don't know why um, they did that. It does seem odd that it does have. Uh, uh, mango passion fruit raspberry and mandarin and yet they left mandarin off the front of the can yeah however all four of those fruits are so perfectly balanced you can pick each of them out individually but they harmonize majestically um and then you've got that sort of big thick um creamy vanillary sweetness um, giving it just a, a huge body and a wonderful platform for those um, sweet and sharp fruits to shine. And what's lovely is that, possibly mango aside, they are all fruits that can be both sweet and sharp, that have a little bit of both. So that mm. balance of, of tartness and sweetness is, is just glorious there.
1: Oh, I, I completely agree with you. And the fact that the marshmallow is, is there just to help refine that a little bit mm. at the end.
0: Um, exactly it's i mean
1: it's a proper it's roller coaster of flavors event. i mean again to to bring the mass teacher into it it's like a sign curve you've got that wonderful lift of sweetness then you've got that huge drop of sourness actually when the mandarin and the sourness of the mandarin and the compassionate really kick in it's quite a turn from the sweetness to the sharp but then actually when you get to the swallow it brings it back up and actually just mellows quite nicely it it really yeah. is a roller coaster of flavors but actually every single element of it is just so wonderfully enjoyable
0: that's very nicely put. Actually, it is a roller coaster, but one that ends up balancing out perfectly, which I think is is just so clever and something that almonds really are masters of of doing. And I think that marshmallow, obviously, you know, it doesn't have marshmallows in it, of course. Um, but I think what I like is that they say marshmallow there because it that's it evokes that feel. Mm. You know, it's um, so you know the things. Um, the adjuncts like your, your wheat and your oats and your lactose are there to add that sort of body and creaminess and a little bit of extra sugary sweetness um, to evoke that sensation. Just wonderfully. it's, it's, it's like um, it's like when you when you go to one of those artisanal marshmallow makers and they have you know really sort of fancy ones with funky flavors, you know, funky, fruity flavors, it's a little bit like that, you know. And they're always light as a feather, but absolutely, you know, fantastically flavoursome full.
1: Yeah, do you know, I, I know what you mean. And dare I say it's, it's probably something that is maybe semi-unique to, to Almonds, although a, lot, a couple of other places experiment with it as well. We talk about the idea of a pastry sour. Yeah. Dare I suggest, much like with the Tiny Rebel Stay Puff, they they label it as a marshmallow porter. Yeah. Actually, Amazon are, are, are blazing the way with the idea of a marshmallow sour because it's not yeah. pastry. And, and we, we've said this before about the idea of a pastry sour evoking the idea of a dessert with the pastry crust. That's kind of where the name has come from. But actually, well, this doesn't have that pastryness but it has that light, sweet fluffiness that would be akin to a marshmallow rather than perhaps a yeah. pie or a tart.
0: It absolutely does. I See I think my theory is that it's much like in the culinary world the term pastry is more of a catch-all term for desserts in general you know like how in a restaurant the pastry chef is the dessert chef it, it's just a sort of it I think I think I do think that. it but I do think it is a, a bit of a misleading term because it, it kind of makes you think of one type of dessert specifically rather than generally encompassing all of them so I, I definitely um, I definitely feel like this could I, I I agree with you in as much as this could be given its own sort of sub you know, the marshmallow sour. I, I quite like that idea
1: because oh, it is no, a I, very
0: different feeling.
1: I do. And actually I've had a huge déjà vu feeling because we've had this exact same conversation <laughs> on an episode. What are you rating on Untapped?
0: This is getting a very good rating. I think um, minimum 3.75. I think it's absolutely, it, it's hit the nail on the head and it's extremely enjoyable. I don't, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to give it the full four because it's not it's delicious but it's not blow my mind delicious, but then maybe that's because you know almonds and themselves have set their own bar far too high in that sense. Um, fair. but it, I'd say this is a 3.75 but maybe in reality like a 3.8. Or sort of 3.85, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it's pushing I completely it. see what you're saying. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm being too critical. It's I was thinking lovely. this is probably worth about 3.7, and therefore I'm going to rate it as a
0: 3.5. Well, that's fair too, to be honest. that That's fair as well. I, I have to say, a very intriguing episode filled with three very distinctive and clearly thought and conversation-provoking beers. What a treat that was.
1: In fairness, to conclude, yeah, a huge, huge thank you to the wonderful beers and the wonderful breweries that have made these beers today. <laughs> Double Barrels, Signature Brew, Armandson, all the amazing. And actually, all. a huge thank you to the two suppliers... That uh, we got these beers from this episode. A huge thank you to our good friend Cam at KGs in Didcot for two of them, as per usual. And as previously mentioned, a huge thank you to the great people of the Big Scary Monster Social Club in Cowley, Oxford. For yes, indeed. The third, and with that, you know our usual plea reminder, um, standing on our soapbox, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> of going go out and, go and finding your local you know beer bottle can emporia tap rooms local stockists you local know breweries. you name it local breweries go out go find them go support them go love them um you know we we know
0: and say hi from us
1: as <laughs> say hi from us
0: <laughs> they'll all
1: go ooh. <laughs> um, but no, go and support local. Go and enjoy everything. And of course, with that in mind, our you know, an episode of Booze in the Brain would not be complete with our usual shout-outs uh, to the team of Cambridge Wine Royston. We love all of them, mostly.
0: Yeah, some and others.
1: <laughs> they 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 do a fantastic job. And um, for those of you that haven't had a chance to, or have chosen not to, let's face it. Uh, look at our year in review video on uh, on instagram and on youtube please do go check it out please um, do
0: check it out i think it's really interesting it's really fun.
1: interesting if if nothing more for the fact that you get to see a small glimpse of the beer selection at cambridge wine royston rather than listening to the crap that we're spewing but it, it's there um, <laughs> and i suppose with that major disappointment there's not much more for me to say except that from me boozer
0: and me the brain
1: Thanks again for enduring us. And I say that pointedly (laughs) this time. Um, And hopefully, genuinely, hopefully you'll tune in again next week.
0: Hope so. Now fly, my pretties, fly.
1: Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.